Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 1853 podcast of Monmouth College. I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing, and this is the 1853 podcast, a weekly program in which we tell you about the people, events, programs, and history that make Monmouth an outstanding national liberal arts college. And we try to get that done in about 18 minutes and 53 seconds. In this 23rd edition of the 1853 podcast of Monmouth's 2018-19 school year, we'll meet a couple of Monmouth's new staff members, Rachel Evans in the alumni office and Tabitha Bick in the college's residence life program. Then we'll finish up with sports information director Dan Nolan. He'll tell us where all of the Monmouth spring sports teams are playing during spring break. Before we get into this week's program, a couple of notes about upcoming events taking place on campus. A reminder that this is spring break week at Monmouth College. Although the campus is fairly calm this week, Monmouth offices are open during spring break as staff members are working on campus. When we do come back from spring break, don't forget that on Monday, March 11, visiting artist Sandra Williams of the University of Nebraska will have an event in the Hughes Library's Everett Gallery. Sandra currently has a show which is called Wild Things, Nature and Social Imagination. As I mentioned, it's now on display in the Everett Gallery, which is on the upper floor of Hughes Library. There will be a reception for Sandra at 3.45 in the afternoon on Monday, March 11, and a gallery talk will get underway around 4.15. You can read more about her show in the news section of the Monmouth College website, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu news. Now is a good time to get your tickets for Monmouth's upcoming production of Lionel Bart's classic stage musical, Oliver. This show, which is co-produced by the Buchanan Center for the Arts, will be presented April 11 through 14 in the Wells Theater on the Monmouth College campus. To get your tickets now, go to the Monmouth Theater homepage, and that address is monmouthcollege.edu slash theater, and that's theater spelled R-E. Rachel Evans is the new person you will meet the next time you drop by Monmouth's Bonnie Bondrant Alumni House on the corner of 6th and Broadway. Rachel was recently named Monmouth's Associate Director of Alumni Relations, She has a lot of enthusiasm, a passion for higher education, and she's eager to connect with Scott's alumni. As Rachel explains, one of her chief responsibilities at Monmouth is to keep Monmouth alumni in touch with their alma mater. My job is to connect alumni to the college. I will do that by planning homecoming as well as Golden Scott's reunion weekend and then also working with the student um, alumni group called the White and Crimson Society. A native of the nearby Quad Cities, Rachel said she was attracted to work in higher education after spending time as a student worker in the alumni office at Valparaiso University, where she earned her undergraduate degree. Rachel also holds a master's degree from Drake University. After college, I served in AmeriCorps, and then I... um, Worked at a variety of nonprofits in the Quad Cities, um, doing some development and communication work because I love 
um, my connection to my alma mater, and I want to help other alumni feel that connection. As Rachel points out, Monmouth offers alumni numerous ways to stay in touch with their alma mater. So many ways to connect. Um, So besides homecoming and reunion weekends, we also host events throughout the United States where alumni can come and socialize with other alumni in their communities. So through the alumni office, we can help um, bring alumni to talk to classes or to participate in networking events or to um, connect with students who are moving to their communities. And Rachel says she's been impressed with the welcoming environment that's greeted her at Monmouth. Uh, my early impression of Monmouth is I'm blown away by the community. I feel I felt it as soon as I stepped out of my car. The people are friendly, be that staff, faculty, or students. And the it's just a super strong community. That's Rachel Evans. She's Monmouth's new Associate Director of Alumni Relations, Stop in and see her the next time you visit Mama's Bonnie Bondard Alumni House on the corner of 6 and Broadway. And of course, the homepage for the Mammoth Alumni Office is mammothcollege.edu slash alumni. This is the Mammoth College 1853 podcast, and I'm Dwayne Bonifer in the Mammoth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Tabitha Vick was recently named Monmouth College's Assistant Director of Residence Life and Coordinator of First Year Communities. A Galesburg native and a Knox College alumna, Tabitha and her family recently moved to Monmouth from the Rochester, New York area. Before she came to Monmouth, Tabitha worked in career counseling at the Rochester Institute of Technology. Working at the Rochester Institute of Technology helped Tabitha confirm that she wanted to pursue a career in higher education. Yeah, of course. So it started really when I was at Knox, and I was part of the TRIO program. And I had some advisors that honestly kind of changed my life with just the amount of support that they provided to me as a first-generation college student. And when I moved to Rochester, I... Um, decided that I was going to get my master's degree in college counseling and student affairs. And so working at a college, a really big college, I should say, with a lot of students, I started seeing students with so many different needs and cultural backgrounds. And it's just exciting to be around people who are so different than you and have different perspectives. And it's every day is a brand new learning experience. At Monmouth College, Tabitha is involved not only with the college's residence life program, but she also focuses on helping Mama's first-year students. A lot of what I do is administrative-oriented, and so um, I'm in charge of the housing operations. So if anyone has a roommate conflict, wants to change rooms, has a question about anything housing-related, they come to me. I also supervise all of the ResLife staff from the first-year halls, and then a lot of my job is geared towards programming, so just really trying to get um, students and the ResLife staff to collaborate with other people on campus and to create programs that better support the first-year experience. Like being at Monmouth, I think every day is kind of a new adventure, and some days it's something super complicated, other days it's kind of a bit more simple, so it, it kind of keeps me in my Tabitha says she's discovered a great family atmosphere at Monmouth. You really get that, again, kind of family experience where it feels a bit more homey. And in terms of in the residence halls, um, again, because it's small and there are enough ResLife staff members that they can actually make those deeper connections. And really through programming, we try to build those relationships. We try to aim to meet whatever needs are 
among the first year students to really give them the experience that they're looking for, whether it's about a cultural experience, an academic, social experience, what have you. And while earning a Monmouth degree is priority number one for students, Tabitha says she also hopes that graduates will develop important life skills while living in the college's residence halls, especially because more than 90% of Monmouth students do live in residence halls or Greek houses during their four years as Scots. I would say to me the most important thing is that they leave here knowing that they matter, that they're valuable, and ultimately that people care about them, not just as students, but as people as well. So I think that really starts with me supervising the the Res Life staff member. So honestly, in my perspective, it's all about relationship building. So when I'm working with staff, that's what we talk about is what does it actually look like to have a community? What specific examples can they provide and how do they go about making that happen? And I think it's as small as having an open door policy. It's putting a posted note on someone's door. It's making a program so everybody can be part of it. It's all of those things sort of together. That's Tabitha Vick. She's Mama's new assistant director of residence life and coordinator of first year communities. To read more about Mama's vibrant residence life program, point your browser to monmouthcollege.edu slash life slash residence hyphen life. Before we move into this week's athletic segment, a reminder of the multitude of ways in which you can follow Monmouth College in the social media spectrum. The college's main Facebook page is facebook.com slash monmouthcollege. The college's main Twitter account is at Monmouth, and the college is on Instagram at Monmouth College. If you're on Snapchat, be sure to follow Monmouth on Snapchat at This Is Monmouth. And for music that hints at the start of spring, check out Monmouth College on Spotify for its recommendations. After the rough winter that has enveloped the Midwest this year, it would be an understatement to say that the students on Monmouth's spring sports teams have been looking forward to this week's spring break. That's because four of the teams are in much warmer climates. Monmouth's softball team is playing 12 games in Claremont, Florida, the baseball team is playing 10 games in Fort Pierce, Florida. The men's tennis team is playing three matches in Florida as well. And the men's golf team is hitting the links in sunny Arizona. But before we get into the spring sports, indoor track and field has one more weekend of competition, the NCAA Division III Championships in Boston. To let us know what's going on in Fighting Scots Athletics, we are joined by Monmouth Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, He's the man behind MonmouthScots.com. That's your official spot on the World Wide Web for all things Fighting Scots related. Dan says that Monmouth is sending two very strong entries to the NCAA Division III Indoor Track and Field National Championships. Uh, John Hintz and Joel Crawl both qualified with the fifth best throws in the weight throw. And then... Uh, and John Hintz uh, qualified in the shot put on the very last meet of the regular season uh, to get into the uh, national uh, ranks. So, you know, we're hopeful with uh, those two uh, competing in, in those events that, you know, a little bit of luck here and there, and we might be a top 10 or 15 team when the points shake out. Uh, but both of them looking for their first uh, All-American award, and this is John's uh, third trip to the Indoor Nationals, so hopefully for him third time's a charm. 
Beyond the obvious benefit of the opportunity to play in warm weather, Dan says there are many benefits that the spring sports teams get from taking a spring break trip. You talk about being able to play outside, and, and especially for baseball and, and softball, uh, they haven't been able to do anything outside, uh, especially important for the outfielders. But more than that, uh, for young teams, it's a chance for them to spend a week together, uh, learn each other, and uh, do a little team bonding. And uh, the teams can really do a lot of growing in, in that week. Uh, you know, and you're in a hotel room with your teammates for five, six days, and uh, by the end of, of the week, uh, you don't each other pretty well and and that helps uh especially for the team sports uh, knowing that you can count on on your teammate to be there um be at second base on, on a double play or or uh be there you know with a, a good round of golf when maybe you're not playing well so it's really a good team bonding experience Mammoth's women's water polo team under the leadership of coach peter Allis, stayed in the midwest over spring break and last weekend in Springfield, Ohio, they had what Dan says was perhaps their best weekend in program history by posting a 3-1 record at the Collegiate Water Polo Association West Region Tournament. Right now they're at even 500 and uh, ranked uh, in in the nation in the top 10. Uh, went out to Springfield, Ohio last weekend and uh Posted a three-in-one weekend, uh, uh, beat Carthage rather handily, uh, lost a close one to number eight-ranked McAllister, and then uh, um, got out of there with uh, two wins on the final day uh, against Austin College and Wittenberg, two teams they had never seen before. So it was really a good weekend, and uh, Becca Dabrowski got named the uh, Offensive Performer of the Week uh, for the CWPA. That was great. And then Skylar Rapp was uh, uh, named a Defensive uh, Honor Roll uh, and that's uh, you know two back-to-back uh, awards for those two. Um, ironically, uh, at the end of this month, they'll play the same four teams up at McAllister again. So uh, you know, hopefully, we'll come out again with a three-and-one, if not a four-and-one weekend. But uh, Coach Hollis has got the team playing really well, and it's a young team, nine freshmen on the squad. Uh, so the, the future looks very, very bright for the water polo team. The Monmouth women's lacrosse team also made history last weekend in just their third season of intercollegiate competition. Women's lacrosse, first time ever, were started 2-0, and uh, that's uh, been great. And both have been 10-goal wins, uh, even better, especially when it's cold like this. They have a, a 10-goal rule. They have a t- continuous clock, so uh, everybody appreciated that, I think, except the, the two opposing teams. But yeah, the women are, are 2-0 and right now. And uh, Cara Jade Gordon and uh, Aspen Chatterton got named Performers of the Week for the uh, Lacrosse Conference. Uh, that's something fantastic for us. And uh, they'll be at home next uh, Wednesday, so you get a chance to see them in their home opener debut. And uh, hopefully uh, by that time, we'll be rolling off a couple of more wins. The Monmouth men's lacrosse team also got off to a winning start last weekend. Yeah, the, the men uh, got off to a great start, uh, beat uh, Carroll last weekend. That was supposed to be game two, but the opener got uh, weathered out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they'll be uh, up at Northwestern um, in Minnesota this weekend and then uh, have their uh, other home game coming up on Tuesday. So hopefully by that time we'll be talking about a, a 3-0 and uh, uh, men's, con- uh, men's lacrosse team. That's Mama's Sports Information Director Dan Nolan, the man behind MamaScots.com. Don't forget to follow all of Mammoth Athletics on Twitter. You can do that at MC Fighting Scots. 
And that's going to be a 30 for this 23rd edition of Monmouth College's 1853 podcast of the 2018-19 school year. I hope you've enjoyed this program. Tell us what you think by firing off an email to us at news at monmouthcollege.edu. Be sure to put podcast in the subject line. Until our next edition, this is Dwayne Bonifer in the Monmouth College Office of Communications and Marketing. Thanks so much for listening. So long, everybody, and have a nice day.